You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig, I'm the host of the podcast. I'm joined by Greg and Chris this evening. All right, guys? All right. Evening, dog lovers. <laughs> Evening dog lovers everywhere. Aye, aye, I'm not a dog lover. It wasn't until a couple of days ago. <laughs> right, what are you the... drinking, Chris? I'm drinking Galaxy Smooth Milk. <laughs> Wait a minute. Get me on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. <laughs> Wait, I'm on a, I'm right. on a milkshake, right? Aye, right. Chris, Chris and the milkshake, Greg, what are you drinking? I'm in the wine. What kind of wine? Uh, it's uh, it's a white wine. That's a bit as specific <laughs> as I can get. <laughs> is I it from a box? I, 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 no, it's not a box. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a straight up box. It's the first time I've drank white wine in like, I don't know, two or three years. And it's, it's horrible, man. It's like vinegar. But I'm just I'm choking it back. <laughs> I've got cola because I, I was falling asleep earlier. And I, th- I thought I'd best have a wee cola. That'll perk me up for the podcast. Right, so last week we had a very busy podcast and the charity bet was a bold one. We went for Celtic minus two and St. Johnson because we all predicted big wins for Celtic and St. Johnson was a gimme because they're playing Hamilton and I probably said that Hamilton are rubbish because I often do. Aye, that didn't really work out, did it? <sighs> Not really, no. It was gubbed with Saturday. It was gubbed before we got to Saturday because it was gubbed on Friday night. But uh, Celtic no scored enough. But then uh, obviously Johnson didn't win either. In fact, I, 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 I'm, I'm gutted myself because I had the charity bet and Ross County. And the only thing I got right was Ross County. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I St. Johnson put me down for about 120 quid on Saturday against 10 man Hamilton. Because Mark Cannon gets sent off. Aye, <laughs> Mark Cannon gets sent off. My player manager <laughs> off. Dearie me. That's the Graeme Sinesco managing that one. Aye, that, that's, that's how you do it. Uh, Jig as well got sent off. He's part of the, the coaching team at Rangers. So that's what you do. You set the example by getting yourself sent off. <laughs> Aye. Aye, but we had a wee bit of positivity because mm-hmm. Prunty scored first. From the penalty spot. From the penalty spot. So that, that's you. definitely a shout because we, we do like penalty takers. A wee bit yeah. easier to pick a first scorer if he's a, a penalty taker. But that's that's decent. Who was, uh, who's taking the credit for that one? Well, yeah, I was what? on the podcast, so... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got to get a claim. Chris, you taking a claim? Uh, oh, aye, may as well. Aye. aye it's well, a you, good you shout, man. It's a good shout. XL take, boy. Of course I'm taking the credit. <laughs> aye. So we had a, a tenor on him at 92. What's that work out as, Greg? Uh, that's uh, 45 quid minus a £10 stake, £35. £35, that takes us up to £375. That's what that's I'm good. talking about. That's good, man. You've got to go over that 400 mark, haven't we? Just got to grind out a couple of £10 wins between the end of the season. Ah, there's no many weeks left. Sure, sure uh, we can pick up a 25 quid win somewhere along the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Aye, and I'm going to persuade McBookie to follow us right through to the, the playoffs as well so we can get the first scorer in them. I'm going to try and persuade them because there's there's no many games left because I was looking at the, the Rangers home games and I think I've only got two left. 
before. I at think all? there's maybe f- aye, there's there's no long at all. Seven games, I think. SPL games. But uh, we've got nine, including this week, this midweek. Aye, there's there's no many. So, aye. Anyway, anyway, what we're we thinking about the uh, first scorer for this coming week? Uh, looking at the the weekend games, I know that there's a uh, Queen South against Rangers on Thursday night. But I do like to keep it till the weekend, keep the excitement aye, going as long aye. as possible. My first instinct was to stick with Prunty, but they're at way to Forfa, and Forfa chasing the title, so aye, I don't really like to touch on that one. Mm-hmm. I'm good for them, I know Forfa. So. What, about, what about Morton? Who is it we pick that plays for Morton? They're playing Stenhouse Muir there at home at Stenhouse Manus. I definitely want Manus. They lost at the weekend there, so that's a. They've got the place back, wouldn't they? Stenhouse Muir. At home at Stenhouse Muir. Aye, Stennis Muir second bottom. Declan's probably a good bet. Aye, right, I'm happy going with that. Aye, we'll go with that. I think uh, JB Aye. would be happy about that. Strong, yeah. strong, I'll await Dunfermline, but unless you wanted the main man to take us over that £400 mark, you know. But uh, I, would, I, would go with, I would go with Morton. Aye, right, Aye. Man, this is a better bet this week. Aye, Longworth will come back. He, he'll sort it out for us, but not this week. Right, that's sorted. And what we'll do is we'll pick the rest of the bet later on once we've looked at the hundred predictions that we're going to do at the end of the podcast. Aye, one or two of the midweek games. Plenty, plenty Saturday, of games. Sunday, Friday, Mike. Aye. Is there a Friday game? There, uh, is there's there Tuesday game? games, there's Wednesday games, there's Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, and then Sunday, Monday. Monday. That's what it was. I knew it was three days. It's, it's a busy week for games as well as games on the telly. They've really they're spoiling us with football in the telly box. Aye, we've got what? Mullow St. Martin Tuesday. We've got Dundee, Dundee United Wednesday. There's Queen of the South and Rangers on Thursday. Is that right? Aye. Yeah, correct, aye. Inverness Celtic Saturday. Then Killy Aberdeen, Aberdeen Sunday. Sunday St. Martin Ross County Monday. And Hibs and Hearts on Sunday as well. No, it's, aye, close, huh? it's packed with Scottish football, which has to be a good thing. Before I forget, I want to mention the Potty Training Cup because there's not been a lot of focus on that. Chris, as you, you mentioned, it wasn't covered oh, in Sports Scene. Aye, Sports Scene mentioned the result and that was it. No pictures whatsoever. BBC Alba had the coverage. Aye, that's poor. I, I don't like that because it doesn't, surely it doesn't take them much to take those pictures that they've already recorded. Aye. Show the goals. Oh, yes. Goal. <laughs> aye, it just wasn't, wasn't good enough. But no, right, we'll, we'll, we'll see it here. Congratulations to Lovingston for uh, getting their hands on the trophy. Maybe spur them on a wee bit now, because they're obviously on a, a relegation fight at the moment. Sitting there, six points adrift at Alwa, game in hand over them right enough. The points deduction obviously didn't help. Aye, that was a good win for them, wasn't it? It was a good, because uh, I see McBookie had an offer on for the uh, for the final, but it was I think the odds for both sides were pretty much each peachy they weren't they really... Livingston maybe slight favourites on it, but that's a an emphatic one for them and good on them, lifting a cup, you know. Uh still might not be the might not be the Scottish Cup, but it's still a, it's a trophy after all, so mm-hmm. I it might just be a wee spark they need. They seem to win well, trophies with them trouble, don't they? Because yeah, they're, they're obviously in a bit of a mess at the moment with the the, the Joe Interest thing with the, the guy for East Fife. But uh, the last time they won a cup was the League Cup in two thousand and four, they were administration at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Aye, the, the problem there is quite complex, isn't it? Because there's a an embargo, signing embargo, and there's so many players out of contract, I think that there's a potential that they can't 
uh, start next season. Yeah. Is that correct? It's, yeah, uh, it's a strange yeah, one. It's not enough to fill the squad, unfortunately. So they need to get it sorted before the start of next season, otherwise they'll not be starting next season. It's one of those that you've got to look at the those that make up the rules and, and wonder, is that a, is that a, a sensible punishment? It's basically putting them out of business, the potential of putting them out of business. It's quite a severe step to take. I know that it's, this is an indirect uh, effect. Well, you can say that, but they're breaking the rules. Ah, the rules, rules, the rules, man. The, the, rules long, rules. the longer that goes on, I mean, there's there's no obvious fix. You stop having Joe interest in the, yeah. the clubs. Yeah. Yes. Well, the thing I don't understand though is why aren't East Fife affected by this? Because surely there's a guy there that's got Joe interest. Was he maybe involved there so. first? Maybe he was well, involved surely, in that club surely first. Surely it doesn't matter. Surely, surely if he's got Joe interest in a club, that's that goes for both clubs. Yeah, you would think. See, what he should do is just sell his stake to his wife. That's what I would do. Just oh, sell it for a pound. Fix. <laughs> just, that, that sorts it out. But I, I lost money in, in the, the final there because I think I went for both teams to score, but luckily McBookie gave me back my stake as a free bet and I think I'm going to waste it on the Masters this coming <laughs> weekend. Mm. Uh, there's a guy, uh, T. Woods, <laughs> guy, 111th in the world. I've I, I seen some of the lines that he's 20 to 1 to win the tournament, but he's, like 50, he's 50 to 50 to not make the cut. Well, I can kind of understand it because Tiger's the kind of guy, he'll either miss the cut entirely or he will be uh, up there somewhere. I can't see it. Oh, he's, he's just back. He's fat, so. But aye, it should be good. It'll be good to see if Rory can win the one he's no one. Aye, that, that's aye, that clinch it. That's the way Sky are marketing that anyway. Aye, definitely. Aye, but we'll discuss that on uh, the Scottish Golf podcast. <laughs> well, aye, that's l- recording l- tomorrow night. Listen, listen, let's be honest, I've not watched any of the highlights, right? So we're probably as well talking about the Masters <laughs> for the next 20 minutes. Like, nobody's noticed that we didn't watch the highlights and we're not discussing the games. I'm, des- I'm desperately trying to watch you on YouTube just now as this is ongoing. <laughs> The agenda really is just to just chat. <laughs> right, well, I could talk about the, the Rangers-Hearts game. If you want, I could uh, talk at length about that. I know everybody wants to to hear my, my opinion on that game. Well, like, like, sport, like sports, you will come to the lower divisions later on in the podcast. Let's deal with the top flight. Aye, let's, let's start with Friday night. Eh? Aye, we'll start, uh, okay, we'll start with that game. I managed to... Uh, win money on that because I went with Celtic minus one which I, I think I suggested in the podcast okay. I but, right. <laughs> aye, but, but I wasn't very forceful so I can't really claim too much credit for that but aye, Friday night football St Mirren, rubbish, Celtic two. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up because St Mirren were rotten, there was about three or four times that we walked through their defence and then passed the ball back to the keeper <laughs> But uh, it took till the, the, the Forest goal in the second half to actually put the ball away for the keeper in that position. But I, I can see why St Martin are going down. I don't, I don't think they're going to get out of there. Not with the, the, the form that Mother One was County are having at the moment. And St Martin just don't have any form. So I think they'll be going straight down and the others are fighting it out for the, the playoff spot now. I know folk at Motherwell and Ross County and probably even Partick so won't be thinking that way yet. They'll never think they're safe until it's mathematically impossible to be relegated straight down. So. Yeah. But no, uh, I, I think they're going. I, th- I think if, if we beat them tomorrow night, it's, that's uh, 10 points. And I think that's pretty much game over. I think they've got Ross County next weekend as well. 
and given the form that Ross County are on just now, you wouldn't, you wouldn't bet against them. Aye, that's probably the one saving grace. <laughs> if St Mirren can get six points out of these games, yeah, then maybe they've got a chance. But they need to get all six. Yeah, <laughs> two wins. Yeah. Two wins. Aye, I think it's the excitement's now going to be about who's going to get involved in the the playoff. And uh, interestingly, I did a wee bit of digging about and found that the the team that uh, appears in the the playoff, and if they're relegated, they get a, a pretty nice sweetener, a pretty nice parachute payment. I think it's seven fifty thousand over two seasons, which uh, softens the blow a bit if they do end Sorry. up going down. Mm. Uh, I, I looked into that because I, I read that the the final, the, I know it's a two-legged affair, the final of the the playoff, the gates are split between the SPFL and the clubs. The SPFL get 50% of the gates, which Pretty seems bastard. a bit unusual. <laughs> That's very unusual. Yep. Why do they get the cut? Yeah, but then I think I think they use that I think they then use that money to soften the blood on I think it goes to the league, but then that money is then paid back out and whoever goes down. Oh, that's, think, that, that's, where the, that's where the money gets redirected from. They changed the rules a couple of seasons ago when they did the league league reconstruction thing when they renegotiated the second place prize money to try and spread the money mm-hmm. a bit further down the divisions. And I think that was part of the deal at that point. Um, they had to have this sort of clause in there. Um, to say, look, we want to introduce these playoffs, but if you get done via the playoff, then you're going to get a you're going to get a payment that might soften. Well, depending who's in the playoff final, but you might get a payment um, that will soften the the blow drop down through the divisions. Interestingly, also that a uh, that fifty percent split, the uh, the money goes to SPFL, but part of that uh, goes towards a parachute payment to the bottom place side in League Two if they are relegated. And I think, and I'm not 100% sure, but I think that's about 70 grand that they get over two seasons. Now, I say it's over two seasons because it gets cut if uh, they get promoted again after the first season and the same from the championship to the premiership. But it's interesting because we were discussing Brora Rangers, how they weren't too sure about getting promoted because of the financial implications. But if they are guaranteed 70 grand, because if they if they go up and then come straight back down again, is that a bit of a sweetener for them? Is it worth going up and maybe just saying, right, okay, we'll maybe just we'll we'll use this as a wee learning experience to go straight back down, get now some cash in our back pocket. In some ways, in some ways, if they went up and stayed up, they might be worse off than if they went yep. up and come straight back down again. Which is, I guess, is kind of part of the. It's part of the quandary a wee bit for them, isn't it? They're, they're up there and they know they've got a wee bit of security if they drop. If they stay up there, then we arguably finishing third bottom of that division's probably not going to net you a great deal of cash. In fact, they might lose cash over the the course of the season. But um, it does it, it raises an interesting point whether you know sides like that who would who would um, take promotion and then I'm not saying deliberately get relegated, but there wouldn't really seem to be a lot of incentive for them to go and finish third bottom of that league. Whereas if they first finish bottom, then you're right, they're getting 70,000 70, in their hip pocket, which is, it seems a bit odd. Yep. I suppose it depends on the make for their gates against the likes of Celtic and Aberdeen and the other big travelling support that you get in the, the top fight that you don't really get in the, the lower league. Because obviously the lower league's now going to lose hearts and likely Rangers. Oh, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. 
Aye, we do. Have you, uh, you seen the way that, that uh, that's panning out? Hibs have completely bottled it. Aye, Hibs have shut it again, have. haven't they? If anything, the only chance there is that Rangers won't be coming up is if Falkirk keep up their uh, form at the moment. Although, I suppose, that, like we're talking about the coming up, but they still need to play off against the, the Premiership team. And the Premiership teams that have been light in that position, they're all in good form at the moment. So. Yeah. I think that's the key with playoffs. It always comes down to who's in form when you go into it. And I yeah. think if that's the case, Hibs have blown it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Falkirk are in really good uh, form. Rangers are starting to hit the form they need to hit just the right time. And let's like say Ross County and Motherwell are now hitting decent form as well. Ross County have been good form for a while. Yeah. I uh, certainly be interesting. Uh, the thing that frustrates me is the two-legged affair. I went to uh, a playoff final between Dunfermline and Alloa. And it didn't feel like a final at all because it was the first leg. I, I just don't like that. As a spectacle, yeah. I think I prefer a single single leg. You talk around one-off game. Yep, all or nothing. Because, uh, well, you can't beat a, a cup final when uh, maybe a team's a goal down and they go all out sending their keeper up the park and so on. And you just don't get that in the, the first leg because it's a, a semi-cagey affair knowing that uh, you don't want to lose by too much because you've got the second leg. But I, but I, I'm sure we'll talk about that nearer the time. Uh, I'd be oh. interested in the ticket situation as well, prices, uh, how much Rangers will charge for that. But aye, that's a long way off. Do you want some so, breaking news? Aye. Oh, Athletic are set to name Danny Lennon as a new manager. It's about time Danny Lennon got a job. Did a good job, isn't one? I think. Aye. Harshly treated. Aye, aye. Given what's happened since then, it looks as though that was a that was a bad move for St. Oh, definitely. So yeah, I, I quite like Aloha, the I way uh, Mulraney runs that club. Yeah. Uh, he's, I don't know, he's just he's very outspoken and he, he's very ambitious. He's taken them pretty far in a, a short space of time and, and set up a good good structure there. They seem to run pretty well, yeah. yeah. Aye, they're, a, they're an example of a well-run club, I think, so the bottom line. They, they so know, I don't want to say they know their limits, but they, they work within the boundaries they've got just now, but at the same time, they're looking at obviously getting a wee bit higher up the league, but they're not they're not going to gamble on the whole load of cash on it. But an appointment like that could be a really that could be a really shrewd one for Alawa. Mm-hmm. That's that because it could be a good combo. I mean, like you say, a well-run club uh, coupled with a guy who seems to be able to get the best out of the players when it, when he needs to. So yeah, uh, it could be a good combination. Aye, no, Sorry, Greg, on you go. This is quite see interesting the first uh, Murnau in that division next season. I was going to say, I want to stay up first. I've got a game in hand over Cowden Beast, with so only two points behind them, but uh, there's, there's a big five games for our right coming up here, and possibly more than five if they end up in the playoff. They've shown that they can they can win points against the, the very best in the league, and I'm talking about Rangers, sir. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I don't remember the right. points of Hearts. <laughs> Aye. They maybe didn't they have the, the best of games, but they, they managed to win points off Rangers, so... Uh, it's decent, decent from them. Right, am I allowed to talk about Rangers and Hearts yet, or are we still on the, the Premiership? <laughs> no, 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 no. we, we, we need to talk about the, the, the relegation, the, the actual relegation games, or the, the, pot- the potential relegation games, because yeah. I've haven't lost on the Friday. It was a game on for Ross County and Wollongong, obviously. And well, I think the big, the big surprise, apart from people like me who had a bet on it, was uh, Ross County winning at the Danadice because the United oh, have Danadice. collapsed. Their slump, yes. Yep. Yeah. Is, 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 I, what, they, they deserved it. 
it's weird as well. There's, I think there's, I think there's a few sides currently sitting in the top six that are far poorer than a few of the sides that are sitting in the bottom six at the moment. It's just it's funny the way the season's just kind of almost flipped itself in the last sort of last a couple of months. Because you're right, I mean teams like Dundee United are, are hemorrhaging points at the moment. Even Aberdeen, Aberdeen looked like a like a, a shadow of the side they were maybe two three months ago. Now you say that, but I was looking at uh, uh, like the form book for the last uh, eight games. And um, Aberdeen must have third in it. They put Celtic in top. Uh, Ross, Ross County were second. Uh, that was just for the last eight games. So, nah, it's, it's, it's clearly Ross County are one of the form teams in the league. But now nah, Aberdeen are still up there in third. I think the key point with Aberdeen is they haven't lost in. Mm. Like, uh, I was talking about this in the forum earlier. I had to go look it up to see who Aberdeen last lost to in the league that wasn't Celtic. It was Hamilton in October. <sighs> Jesus. That's something. Ah, they lost three 0 to Hamilton, but since then the only games they've lost in the league were uh, Celtic. Obviously, they lost two one to Pataudry and then the the four 0 to Celtic Park. Oh, and they've been popped out of both cups in that time as well. But that's uh, some. It's, it's it's a good run of consistency in the league, alright. Although they should have lost at the weekend though. <laughs> Aye, that's all I think. Give away a couple of cracking chances. Aye, well, Taylor had uh, at least one, maybe two guilty chances that he wasted. Although I, th- I think Aberdeen were complaining about a, a refereeing decision that cost them a, a chance on goal when there was a few of them running through. For a, it was a foul given against Johnny Hayes for high foot when the Thistle player also had his foot high. But actually, I looked at the replay sports scene and my thought was that it wasn't just the fact that they were both in with high feet. I, th- I thought Hayes was slightly higher and he jumped in Kung Fu style. He <laughs> was studs up, so I don't, I don't think he was getting away with that one. So, nice try, but uh, no, I think, I think they've got that one spot on. It's a funny one that there's there's no real hard and fast uh, law when it comes to this high feet. Uh, it's all about uh, endangering the safety of the, the opponent or, or making them feel as if they're, they're in danger. But it, you, you see all the time uh, them giving and... Uh, is it because the guy ducked down to head of the ball? Is it because it was a high foot? It's, it's so difficult... Especially when you're at a game, how to judge that? Mm. So any other games? Because I watched sports scene last night, but I can't remember half the, the program, and it wasn't because I was drunk. I don't big, know why. Big one, big one for Motherwell, didn't it? Huh? Kamarnock. That was uh, given Ross County's form, like Chris was saying. We 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 just we just keep on winning at the moment because you you almost take it as read that the Ross County are going to pick up three points, so we we need to keep winning and keep in touch with them, and we haven't been one 0 down it. Rugby Park on Saturday, it could have went pear shaped for us, but I think the last, um, certainly the second half and this end of the first half, we were, we were by far the better side and probably probably deserved the points over the course. But it's interesting because, again, three months ago, had we gone 1 nothing down at Kamarnock, it'd probably been game over for us, it'd probably finished 3 nothing. So it's, I think it's, from our perspective, it's positive that we're now. Um, coming back and digging out results but we just need to stop conceding stupid goals I mean the one on Saturday again was just diabolical another one for a set piece and the goalkeeper comes flapping there and misses it and I think it goes I think it's an OG I think it goes off Straker's head I think we discussed that sports scene last and night that, as well, it's, it's just like that you've got to be kidding me on another set piece and another goal so if we do manage to escape this, uh, this nonsense this season there's going to have to be some sort of some sort of concerted effort next season, either with the personnel or the coaching staff or something, to address the number of goals we are shipping for the free kicks and corners just now, because it's, it's absolutely embarrassing. So, but the bottom line is it's, it's three points. It keeps us in touch with Ross County just about. And um, 
I set us up for the set us up for the games this midweek and next weekend, hopefully. Good running goal as well. Ah, it was. I took it right. well. I he's um, pleased to see him getting his goal because he's been again. He's one of the guys that's really if you're giving it awards for effort. He would be getting a he would be getting a medal because he does. I mean, he's he's one of these boys that you get ninety minutes out of, and sometimes he's a wee bit rough around the edges. And he had a couple of chances that he maybe squandered on Saturday as well before he got his goal. But I think um, I think you could tell with the reaction of the players when he scored that um, how pleased they were for him as well because he's, he's he could he, he was badly been missing a goal. It's the only thing he's been missing for his game the last couple of months. Um, so hopefully that's that's a. Uh, that's the we kick on. He needs just to start sticking one or two more in in the back of the net as well. Because I mean, we've got him doing there playing well. We've got Scott McDonald as well, who hasn't scored for a few games either. So you kind of hope that there'll be goals to come from McDonald. And if Irwin can start sticking one or two in as well, then we we should be uh, we should be in a decent position post split to um, to hopefully pick up uh, maximum points or there or thereabouts. Of course, you spoiled the party as well because that was uh, Gary Locke. Uh, yes, permanent uh, yep. the job permanent winner, which is a good another good appointment. I think he's mm. uh, he, there was another one. It was I want to say treated badly by Hearts, but they just had a new plan, which clearly worked. So aye. it's hard. Aye. It's hard. Really hard to be critical of what Hearts done, but uh, I after what he'd done uh, last season with Hearts, I'm glad he's got another job, and he seems to be doing a pretty good job with Kilmarnock. So ah yes, he's earned he's earned that job. He's done well. Um, he's gone in there and as caretaker and done the business. And to be honest, I mean, it's two one on Saturday, and yeah, I, mean, I think they're probably the better side over the course. But um, Kamalik have been going really well recently, so I don't. I mean, although they're still bottom six, and I think I don't think they're mathematically safe. I can see any any real danger of Kamalik slipping down into the uh, into the playoff spots. So yeah, they're, they're, they're probably they're, all right. They're, they're ten points ahead of Motherwell currently. Aye. Aye. Uh, they're uh, five behind Hamilton now and they've only got two games before the split, so I think that's that's killed off their chances of getting top six. Aye. I think the top six comes down to whether Dundee can overtake Hamilton or not now. Mm. Aye, you would bet against that either. Hamilton are just they seem to be struggling to buy a buy a win at the moment. The tricky they thing for Dundee the, 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 I was gonna say the tricky thing is for Dundee really, because they've got a Dundee Derby on Wednesday. Yep. They then need to play, I think it's us, before they finish up against someone else. And I'm trying to remember who the someone else is. Uh, they've got... St. Johnson in between us. That's ah, right. St. Johnson. Right. So St. Johnson is Saturday. So they're, 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 all three games are coming against teams that are going to be top six. So <laughs> it's, uh, if they want to earn the top six, they're going to, need to beat top six teams. Yep. Aye, but that Dundee Derby could be a tasty one. Uh, Dundee are 17-10. The, the home side, although I always think that they're both the home side, considering that they're just a, a walk across a, a road. <laughs> uh, but 17 to 10 against a Dundee United side that are really struggling. I think sports scene focused on the, the lack of points that they've had since the, the transfer window closed, and it's got to be it's got to be hanging around their neck now that these stats was it one draw and six something really bad yeah, like that. It's, it's not great. It's not great. And I think as well that just the the sort of negative publicity that's surrounding United just now. What, what do you make of the the uh, Jackie McNamara um, situation where he's on a allegedly a cut off transfer fees? What well, was he not? I don't was he not on that? I'm sure he was on that at Partick Thistle. Uh, it's, it's possible it's Commons place. That, that was certainly the suggestion I was hearing mm-hmm. uh, Sports Sound on Saturday before the, the three o'clock kickoffs, it was almost suggested that like, this is commonplace, what's not commonplace is if it had to come out like this. Aye. 
And yes, I think that's was. probably the, the, the unfortunate thing as far as Jackie McNamara goes. I, think I, see, I don't think it's a, a big deal because it would be a big deal if he was the one that had the final say on sales of players because then there's a, a bit of conflict of interest. Or, oh, aye, aye, I'll sell him for 500000 because I'll get 100000 in my back pocket. But as long as Thompson has the final say and Thompson is the one that's saying whether players can go, then, well, I think it's all right. If he's pocketing huge sums, which half a million was suggested, maybe that's a different that's story. A money, that's quite a lot. a lot of cash, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing as well. You'd imagine that even if the, the final say of the sale of the player isn't necessarily the manager's, he would still have some sort of input into that decision because I would guess they would have to say, look, if we sell player X, do we have somebody else that can come in and cover? So I guess he's consulted on it. And I suppose if you if you just want to take it from a supporter's point of view, then there is, I think, I agree, it probably is commonplace. I think there'll be there'll certainly be more Dundee United with that, that agreement in place. But I think from a supporter's point of view, it gives... It gives them almost an axe to grind if things start to go a wee bit awry. And as you've seen with United, you know, selling mm-hmm. a couple of their players to sell, taking obviously Ryan Gold gone as well, and, and then they start slipping down the league. I think it puts the manager under a wee bit of pressure at that point. It's fine if everything's going okay and they're picking up the points, but as soon as you start to drop points here and there, and you're, you're, you're seen to be selling your best players, and you're seen to be personally gaining financially for that, I, I just wonder whether. That's a, a healthy long-term situation for for a, for a football club. I think seem to be turning. Uh, Dundee United fans, uh, they seem to be turning on Thompson. And then this comes out about McNamara. Uh, they're not very happy there. And yet it wasn't that long ago that things were all rosy. And it probably yeah. does come down to these two transfers. That it just signalled a, a certain level of intent for the the upcoming, the, the remainder of the season and it wasn't very positive. I think that's, that's, that's I think they've been a bit harsh on Dundee United though, I can, I can understand where they're coming from but ultimately Mackay, my understanding is Mackay, both Mackay Stevens and Armstrong wanted to go to Celtic and Mackay Stevens quite happy to leave now because it meant Dundee United got some money for him because he was going to be there in the summer Aye, but that's that's the criticism though, because the fans will say, well, McNamara obviously wants to leave now as well, because he's going to get a bung for his, his, his transfer Aye. fee. That's, that's, that's the issue, isn't it? Because as a supporter, the first thing you'll say, oh, I, of course he's selling. I go, no wonder he's selling them, you know, and look at him, it might have cost us a semi final, might have cost us a final of a cup. I, th- I just think it as a strategy, I think I think if you're opening up front about it at the outset and, and you know, these things are transparent and declared, that's one thing, but for it to come out in the way that it's come out over the last week or so, I, th- I, think, it's, I, I think it's a, it's a poor PR move in, uh, in Dundee United's point of view. I don't think they have much choice, though, because the Dundee United uh, fans, last week was getting to what, Rangers levels of statements. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the McNamara bonus I was thinking of was the bonus that he got from Partick Thistle for getting them promoted. Yeah. Despite leaving, he left well before the end of the season, didn't he? Because he had to fight his way for that. He had a point, though, because he, had, he played his own part in that. And again, I think that McNamara has a right to get the money that's in his gut that's been contracted because he has played a part in developing these players who are then moving on and done United are making money to us. So I don't, for that perspective, you can understand why the manager would want to get a cut because mm-hmm. he he's one of the main people who gets it. If it's in a contract, then. 
Not that they ever negotiated his contract. But as 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 a, as a supporter, would you want to know that? Would you want to know that information up front before you buy your season ticket? Or it's would it make any difference to buying your season ticket? I don't think it is. I think it's probably a problem because of the way it's come out. I mean, I think the problem here is they haven't been upfront about it because nobody's upfront about it. And yep. like I said, like I said, I yep. think this goes on is quite commonplace. So. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Ronnie Dyla gets a cut of transfer fees yeah. at Celtic. I, I, yeah. I don't know for sure, but um, yeah, as long as they don't as well. The, 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 the key with, with Celtic and Dundee United and every other team is okay. You can sell these players on. You need to replace them though. And if it's replacing them with another youngster that comes through and shows what he can do, and he gets sold on later on, then that's part of how you make the money. That's a conveyor belt. But I think the problem with the United fans are seeing at the moment is there's nothing coming in to replace these guys. There isn't anybody replacing Gold. There isn't anybody replacing Mackay Stephen. There's nobody replacing Armstrong. There's nobody replacing Robertson when he left. Yep. Yep. It's just there's just holes appearing in the United team now. Uh, you wonder, you wonder a wee bit if the wells run a bit dry for Dundee United. They've, they've cashed in on their assets and now they're they're scratching about to try and get people to come in and um, right. maintain the level of football that supporters up there have been have been used to seeing for the last few years. It's a, it's a it's a difficult a difficult situation for them. The other problem, of course, is the fact that like two of them went away in the last day of the transfer uh, ah, window. So ah, they brought ah, in no uh, Robin Muirhead to come on look, but it was very hard to get anybody in at that kind of short notice. It's all going to depend, I think, on how it goes in the summer. When McNamara gets a chance to start doing and replace these players and then maybe see how they hit the ground running uh, in the new season. There's question marks over Thompson's uh, involvement in the, the latter stages of the transfer window. Uh, there was question marks over uh, whether he was fully committed to Dundee United because there was rumours that he was interested in, in moving away. Was there a side in Australia that he was keen? Yeah. Some Newcastle Jets, yep. is it? Yep. Yeah. I don't know if there was any uh, truth in that rumour, but that's somebody like him that should have uh, he should have transfers lined up. You see it so often that somebody moves at the, the 11th hour and transfer deadline day, and then there is a big name signing in the waiting. Just already, the paperwork's all signed, and it just needs that green light because one player went in one direction and it yeah. triggers off three, four. That should be his job. Now, that's simplifying it. I'm sure it's a, a tough job, but that is the kind of thing he should be doing and getting himself, getting the club in a position where they can react at a moment's notice. Ah, it's, it's interesting, for, for, like his involvement with the football club now compared to, obviously, his, his, his old man's involvement when he was there. He, he, he seemed to be happy to chuck money into the club almost blindly, whereas... whereas um, his son doesn't seem quite as, as keen to be doing that. He seems to be a wee bit more frugal. And I suppose there's question marks as to whether he's as committed to the football club as yeah, his, his predecessor was. And I mean, it's, under, it's understandably so. You know, at the end of the day, the guy's probably dealing his, with his inheritance. So, you know, it's, it's very well for football supporters to say, ah, but these guys are worth X million, so why don't they just chuck two, three million pounds in there? You know, you, I think sometimes you need to take a step back and say, well, Perhaps he's now trying to run that football club in a bit more of a, a sort of business footing as opposed to which maybe more of a, an emotional footing before. He needs to go and speak to Anne Budge. <laughs> She'll be able to give him all the, the advice that he needs. I am sick of hearing about Anne Budge. I'm sick <laughs> of hearing about Hearts. Um, save the children, not this other 
crap. Honestly, I can't wait for Hearts to come up to the Premier League next season. I just hope you're still in the Premier League next season so we can go up to Tynecastle and put one right up their pipe in the first day of the season. <laughs> Sick of hearing it. See this uh, Save the Children deal. Oh. Now, I think whoever this person is, guy, girl, group, whatever, brilliant. What they've done is more than just giving money to charity They've actually given them the money and they've also given them massive exposure. How many times has Save the Children been mentioned over the last few days and how many times will it be mentioned uh, in the next few seasons? I think it's brilliant whatever they've done. Brilliant. What what gets me and what confuses me is why a lot of people are applauding Hearts. Because now, have Hearts been approached by somebody who says, here's a wad of money, can you put this brand on your shirt? They've said, yeah, I'll take the money. I'll put it's the a, brand on the shirt. Is that not just a shame? Deal. It's a sponsorship uh, yeah. deal, playing and playing and, and, and through. And what they do get is they get positive publicity at the back of it. But let's start kidding ourselves on that charts are, hearts are doing this for some sort of, you know, charity point of view. It's talking to something like a seven-figure sum that's involved in it. So, you know, yes. it's a sponsorship deal. Aye, the good guys are the ones that have stumped up the money. Correct. As far as I can see, Hearts have just said, yes, okay, I'll take your money. Yeah. yeah. Aye, so anyway, Hearts. Aye. Right, can we talk about Rangers Hearts? Oh, do we? <laughs> Is there nothing else we can talk about in the top flight? I thought, I thought, it was a nice, I thought it was quite a nice segue. We talked about Hearts and I'll Aye, well, it was, it was quite sunny and we won. <laughs> right, done. Okay, we'll move done. on. No, actually, see, see before, we, before we actually move on, I want to talk about the, the incident where um, McCulloch got sent off because just after it, there was a penalty shout, but um, uh, Scott McDonald was on sports last night and he raised the point that once you get the shot away, you very rarely get the free kick given. I thought, oh, Scott listens to the podcast because <laughs> we've mentioned that countless times. Yeah. Yep, yep. That's exactly what happened. It's like the, the Hearts boy got the shot away, but then he, it looked like he got cluttered with not one, but two Rangers players afterwards and nothing was yep. given. So I, I, I would have given a penalty. Well, when that know. happened, I, off, of course. the red card, I wasn't entirely sure that a red card was allowed I, in that situation, or should I say the advantage wasn't allowed, but I looked it up again and uh, advantage is only allowed uh, in a red card scenario when there's a goal scoring opportunity, because it, it doesn't seem fair to me that uh, you could do it, you could make a foul that is worthy of a red card and then get up and go and maybe make another foul and then go and make another challenge and possibly even score a goal yourself. It doesn't seem fair to me, but yeah, I checked up the rules and it was only continued because it led to a goal-scoring opportunity for Hearts. So I, I, my assumption was wrong at the time. Uh, was it Madden? Bobby Madden, he, he, mm-hmm. he got it right. Yeah. Uh, I think it was definitely a red card as well. Uh, and Aye, advantage it was... A good decision. I think uh, the only doubt think... about it was uh, it's about harsh on McCaw because he's been getting away with all that. Oh, he's been getting away with that all season. How was he? You know, he was going to get brought up this time. He's been yeah, getting away was... with that for about ten years. Will, it was an honest <laughs> challenge. Although, did you hear that he did say that uh, he did aim to foul him? He didn't try and hurt him, but he did try and foul him because he said that he knew that the, he was going to knock it on and it was going to lead to a good chance. So he decided that he would accept the free kick. What a dick. Uh, Anyway, we'll start at the start with that Hearts game. Uh, I've mentioned before that it was sunny, but I ended up a wee bit sunburnt. (laughs) Uh, 
I'm, I'm not used to it. I've got a peely valley skin, so I'm not used to it. So, so you, you, went in, you went in a blue nose and came out maroon. Hold on. It started off with a guard of honour for Hearts. I, I, I know that you mentioned it, Chris, that there was a lot of booze from the yeah. Rangers crowd, but it's just the nature of booing it. It's quite loud. There was a lot of claps as well. I was clapping Hearts. I wasn't, I wasn't enthusiastic. I wasn't whooping and cheering. But I gave them a, 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 a round of applause because I no, thought that they I wouldn't it. expect everybody to whoop and cheer at the blue end, but uh, aye, a bit of respect for the champions. Respect. Do you, do you not think it was a? I, I said this to Laurie and Twitter. I, I think it's a. It's almost like a mind games thing. So I remember uh, McCall. Well, Motherwell did the same thing. I think it was a couple of seasons ago when Celtic came to Fir Park after they yep. crunched the title. And they gave them a guard on it, and you could tell by the look in the Motherwell players' faces they were not happy. <laughs> we stand to do the guard honour and fun enough out and beat Celtic that day. And it's it's just might be coincidence that my calls in charge when that happened on Saturday. But I think if you're made to stand there and applaud the best team in the league onto the park, I just think that gives you that wee bit extra incentive to get there and say, right, we'll show this shower that I think they've won the league. I, I, I think it's I don't think it backfires in the team getting applauded at the park, but I think it just gives the the team doing the, the guard on are a wee bit more in the centre just to get in and say that right, we'll show you. It's interesting that sort of panned out Sunday. Yeah, it got the crowd uh, riled yeah. up anyway, oh, but, uh, obviously yep. booing that and then uh, the second that was over, getting right behind mm-hmm. Rangers and that didn't really stop for the, the duration of the game. It was a it was a, an enjoyable game for, for myself as a Rangers fan because in the, the first half I thought we were by far the better side and there was many more goals to come, I thought, in the, the second half until the, the red card. And even the display when it was backs to the wall, we still had a couple of good chances, a couple of very good chances to score goals. And I was seeing us work as a team. And there's a, a new guy we've signed, uh, who's playing a right back, uh, Nicky Law, I think his name is. <laughs> he's really good. He was, he's found his position. I don't know if you want to call it right back, but it was it was kind of it was right wing back, but he was he was really good. We were working as a team, Kenny Miller in midfield, running about like a dafty, but actually <laughs> breaking up play by doing that. It was aye, it was positive uh, and a wee bit of a excitement at the end for a, a neutral. I'm sure, uh, aye. I think, was I good. Think, I enjoyed myself. I think my favourite bit was the, the picture I seen on Twitter later on uh, on Sunday there of uh, the Hearts fan sitting down the crossword. <laughs> Behind the guy with champions for a few years, but I had there was a there was a few people mentioned newspapers before the games, and because I'm sitting in the the governed halfway line, I can't really see that corner. But Hearts did spread out a bit, so I kept looking across, and there was a few newspapers getting held up at various points in the game. There was uh, some I don't know if they were even clapping Rangers when they scored the goal. Oh, was a dude, that's one. that's my favourite wind up. This game, this game matters so little. We're cheering your goals. I love it, me really. <laughs> what was funny was uh, so you've got that kind of banter, and then you've also got the uh, "You're not Rangers anymore," which was getting cheered by the Rangers fans. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It's uh, aye, just whatever you can do to try right, and wind up. You split it over a tannoy, do you know? There's not a team like the Glasgow Rangers. No, not one, and another shall we one. Yeah. <laughs> Craig will claim he doesn't know any of his songs, Chris. Don't quiz him in this. He's, he claims he's, he's deaf to I don't know any of his songs. I don't know what they're singing. Oh, no, no me. No me, I Governor. Don't. 
Oh, come on. That, just play that one over a Tannoy. That, that's the same tape I've had for about 20 years. Oh, Chris. <laughs> that's how I know the works. How do you know the tape? The tape. So I've, been, I've been along loads of times for Celtic games. Aye. Bob Marley's been introduced recently. Other than that, yeah. It's, uh, it's just the, oh, it's just the same, same old right. tunes. Ah, it's just... Aye. Anyway, aye. The that, one I still don't get is a Penny Arcade. What's that? Oh, it's a good rousing tune. It's a kind of tune that you would get at old people's uh, discos. That kind of thing that Greg goes to. <laughs> Just before the bingo comes on. Uh, how much a share cost, Jesus? Years of delisted, well, or whatever it was. Aye, I don't know. What's, aye, my shares are in danger. Aye, your, your shareholding doesn't look like a sound investment anymore. <laughs> sell, it's sell, right. sell. It's fine, it was only in the company. It's not as if it was in the club. I'm not, I'm not sure if I can sell, 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 Greg. I don't know what's happening. I, I don't know. I'll need to speak to the kids and say that no, they're not getting, not, not getting breakfast. Not, not sell it. It's the thing, you've got that, you've got that £12 selling fee, which is probably going in the gate, where you would sell them first, so uh, you're as well hanging on. Hi, <laughs> my, my £40 of shares, it cost me £12 to buy, and then it, cost, it would cost me another £12 to sell. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, it, was, it wasn't a sound investment. Yeah. Anyway, anyway Rangers made Hearts look ordinary. That's, on, that's, 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 that's a, sums that's, that up. That's enough for the Lord Divisions. Come on. That's uh, not, before we finish off Lord Divisions, there is one thing to raise because Albion Rovers on the eight points clear of the, the, the League Two, and uh, that they only need five more. Yeah. So it's possible that if they win in Queen's Park, don't at the weekend, they'll go up. What with them champions? This weekend coming. Aye, fair play to Rovers. They've, they've, they've turned that around the last couple of years. They've done well. Our brothers have completely bottled at that division, though, haven't they? Oh, I don't shot it big time. Third brilliant. League. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Greg, you, you are a fan of our brothers. Oh, what was it you said you were, they should shut up shop? Oh, just <laughs> forget it, man. A wee bit of luck next season will drop right out of there into whatever it is, the Highland League or something. Aye, that would be that would be an easy one, an easy decision to make. What league they went into? And right, of course, we're going to still tight with Stranraer and Forfa because Morton can beat you the weekend there, so they've dropped off a wee bit, but still 61, 60, 57. Not bad. It's good leagues, man. Yeah, some good stuff. It's exciting. Aye, if only we got some coverage in sports scene, but they can't even cover cup finals. No, pathetic. <laughs> not interested. Aye. Right, okay, well, I'm going to jump on to the Premiership predictions because, yeah, as I mentioned on. earlier, we've got 300 to do. Uh, you'll notice that they're all in the predictor on the, the sites, uh, forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk slash predictor. Yeah. So, so it's you after an F5. <laughs> aye, aye, they've <laughs> just been added in the last few minutes, I, I think you'll find. Alright, so Tuesday night, as mentioned previously, we've got a telebox game. Motherwell against St Mirren. Now, see if you'd asked me a few a few weeks ago, I would have said that they both would lose. But <laughs> something's happened at Motherwell. I don't know if it's uh, the super signing. I don't know if that's turned things around, Craig. Is it that that seemed to to spark things off? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go two 0 to the home side. Well, I'm I'm going to back Greg's idea of Motherwell can't defend set pieces and Stevie Thompson will probably get a goal here, but I'm going to say three one Motherwell. Aye, I'm in, I'm in three one as well. I think I think tomorrow night's the the night where we um, we more or less relegate St Martin. So yep, three one Motherwell. Next one up, uh, Ross County against St Johnson. I'm going to go for a home victory. 
I'm, I'm quite liking Ross County's run of form. Uh, despite, was it, was it Billy Dodds? He was just aiming for 10th place. This was uh, a couple of months ago now. He's, he's, he sets his hat higher now, surely. He must be aiming for 8th. Well, you talk so, but uh, even Pearson's on the, the BBC website tonight saying Mullow should be aiming for 9th. <laughs> uh, right, but well, I'm going 2-1 to the home side. I don't want to copy you, but aye. <laughs> yeah, I like to copy me. That's no, I'm, I'm time. I was time at one each, but aye, two one Ross County. Yeah, I mean everything points at home win. Ross County's form's unbelievable, but then if you look at the run they're on, it's it's got to come to a stop at some point. They surely can't go for here at the end of the season winning games. Surely not. So the optimist in me is going to go for a draw tomorrow night. Nothing each. On Wednesday, we've got Aberdeen Inverness, which has surprisingly been overlooked by the TV company until you you realise that the Motherwell-St Mirren game probably does matter a wee bit more. Yep. Uh, Strange how the the league league structure works. eh? I'm going to go for one apiece in that one. I was thinking exactly the same thing as well. Although, Aberdeen must be due a win by now, surely. I'm going to say 2 1 Aberdeen. I think I'll probably do it. Uh, two, two sides are stumbling over the, the finish line at the moment. Oh, almost 4 to 1 in Inverness tomorrow night. I'm going, to say, I'm going to say 2 1 Inverness. 19 to 5. You get in for Inverness. Well, that's a bold, a bold bet. I guess I don't It's a value bet. It's a value bet, but I don't think it's happening. No, Patadre. If it was at uh, Caledonia Stadium, maybe, but unless I've got a pretty poor record at Patozzi, from what I remember. So, so we've got Celtic against Partick Thistle. Yay, Glasgow Derby. Glasgow Derby. I'm going to go home win 2 0. Um, aye, <laughs> 2 0. I can't have any dicking about here. Um, it comes to Partick Thistle, 3 0 sick. I've got Dundee Derby on Sky Sports 1. I'm going to go for a, a home win. Oof. And this. I, I think I'm going to go home win. Close one, no. 1-0. One, no. uh, I, I want to say Dundee will win this because Dundee are needing the points. Dundee United's form is awful, but they just they have something over their neighbours and I don't see anything... I don't see Dundee getting any better than a draw here. One each. I think it's got to be a home win as well. I, I just think Dundee United are so poor and so lacking in confidence just now that it's, it's, it's there for the taking for Dundee. Whether they'll do it or not is a different matter, but again, 17-10 to 10 for Dundee tomorrow night, it's, it's a big price. Uh, uh, 2-0 Dundee. 2-0 Dundee. I hope we get a, a replay uh, in terms of excitement of the, the game at the start of the year. Yeah. See, I hope it's uh, garbage because I'm going to the Celtic game. I'll be gutted if I miss a decent game. Okay, then uh, we've got Saturday lunchtime. Inverness against Celtic. I'm going to go for 1-2. Uh, we lost the last time we were up there. 1-0. Um, it's also pretty close to the, the semi-final between these two. So this is one of these ones you, you put a marker down on it. I think they might drop points here. I might be one each. Jinx. 
it's a, it's a really tough one to call because I know that up at Inverness it can be a tricky, can be a tricky trip. <sighs> mm. Again, Inverness, four to one, five to one almost. Um, I'm going to go one each. Yep, going to go one each. One each again, you copy and cross right. Dundee United against Hamilton. Oof. Jeez, <laughs> oh, where'd you go with this? Aye, aye, I think, oh, oh, aye. It's, it's difficult, you, you know, see, see when we get, oh. <laughs> mm. Right, I'm, go, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go to one Dundee United. See, they're not even good enough to get a Paul Band, that's the thing. Because hmm. <laughs> this is one of those games you should probably both lose. Um, Hamilton were all right until they went into the 10 men. Uh, weekender, so it's a Tanadi, so uh, let's I'll go one each again. Had this been at Hamilton, I might have been a bit more optimistic for Aki's, but I think being at Tanadice, and I think the Tanadice pitches is, is like a lot of pitches, is particularly poor at the moment. I don't think it's going to suit Hamilton. I think Dundee United will bounce back Saturday 3 nothing. Oof. Hamilton are used to a true pitch, Greg, eh? yeah. one of yeah. the best pitches in the country. Uh, I mean, to be fair, I, mean, I, I don't like the surface, but at least if you hit a ball along, it doesn't need bubble up and down like a all over a shop, whereas Tanadice is in a total mess. So, yep, I fancy it's well, My son's eight and he's he was speaking to me the other day asking why all football teams don't just use Astro because he says that you don't get muddy on it. So that's that's the kind of future that we've got. We've got that forward thinking See, from people that, like him. There speaks a boy who's never come home with that stupid rubber stuck down off his sock. <laughs> oh, he he knows all about that, Chris. I don't know if I said it in the podcast, but one time my wife said that we, we had mice in the house and I went to go and buy <laughs> uh, traps from B&Q. Came back and she says, aye, there's the droppings there on the, on the, the skirting board. So I picked up one of the droppings and I says, hmm... And I went like that, I touched it against my tongue. Like that, and she's like, Ugh. bloody black pellets for the AstroTurf. But luckily I got my money back on the mouse traps, it was alright. That's not bad, Astro mud, I like something, of that stuff. Oh, right, Patrick Thistle against Motherwell. I'm going to go for one apiece. I'm going to go for two apiece. Massive game. The biggest game of the season. I think this is. I think this is a pivotal game in the season. I think this is the one that, assuming we win tomorrow night, I, th- I think we need to follow up with, with beating Thistle at the weekend. And I think it's, it's going to be a toughie. Thistle. If you get them in the wrong day, Thistle could get you a tanking. But we're playing well. We'll concede. We'll definitely concede because we, we pretty much always concede. But I think we'll outscore them. I think it might be three two. I think it might be a Oof, classic. Nice. I think you're right. I think this this could be a pivotal one, especially with us going to play on the Monday night. Because they'll be looking to pounce if they can can get away for you a wee bit more. They've got got points in the bag almost next weekend playing St. Burns. I think, again, we need to. It's a must win for us. Next one up, St. Johnson against Dundee. I've got St. Johnson losing against Ross County and Dundee beating Dundee United. So there's going to be a mixture of cockiness and a team... It's hurting. I'm going to go for a home win 2 0 St Johnson. Fair enough. I'm kind of thinking something along with similar lines. Maybe just 1 0 St Johnson. Aye. Maybe damage limitations for St Johnson. Won't be a lot of goals in it, but maybe sneak it 2 1. Don't 
Then on Sunday, we've got Kamarnak against Aberdeen. That's a 12-15 kick-off in BT1. That's uh, no no disrespect to Kamarnak and Aberdeen, but it's uh, the second most exciting game of the day in the telly box anyway with the, the Edinburgh Derby. I'm going to go for an away victory. I'm going to go 0-1 to Aberdeen. I think it's going to be one each. I am. I'm, I'm a bit like you, Chris. I, I, I'm struggling to back either side. I think they're both. Um, I think they're both much of muchness at the moment. Jings. Uh, I. Well, I'm going to go one each as well. One each looks like the scoreline. One each, and then the podcast records on a Monday night. Next Monday we've got a game uh, St Mirren against Ross County, and again it's, that's could be a, a really good tie it's almost like looking away from the top of the table and focusing on the bottom it's uh, where the excitement is it's going to be an away victor isn't it you know the biggest problem is with that well, Game of Thrones starts that night is that the 13th or what is the oh, eh? oh aye good spot Chris good spot aye the Game of Thrones isn't as good as uh, SFF podcast though so no, no, no. <laughs> that's how I need to stick my finger in my ears at work on the Tuesday morning because <laughs> I don't get to watch Game of Thrones on Tuesday night <laughs> we've not got many podcasts left we're only, we've only maybe got four or five left uh, well we've got to the end of May five or much. six only at the start of April now aye you've, you've still not organised the day out I've got money in the kitty for the day out is that <laughs> no county that's organised no well uh, what we'll do is we'll, we'll invite all the listeners out and they can buy us all a drink. I've <laughs> <laughs> box. <laughs> right, well, I went 2-0 Ross County. Aye, exactly. That. That's what I'm going for as well. 2-0 Ross County. Uh, it probably is. It probably is in a way win, but I think it's going to be a big weekend for Motherwell. I think this is, I think this is when we turn it around. I've got to say one each. Oof. On each me. Ross County need to slip up at some point, man. They can't keep winning. They can't. It's a bundle. They can't keep winning. <laughs> right. So Asa's done about a hundred predictions. Now looking back at last week, we didn't do quite as many predictions. There was about fifty predictions. There was only one of us got one of the results correct, <laughs> and that was you, Chris. Aye, the Inverness Dundee game. Oh, that shows you how rubbish we are at this. I think you find I got two. <laughs> Oh aye, I think you're fine. You're even rubbish at the results. I am I'm rubbish at adding up. You've got Dundee United <laughs> and Ross County correct as well. I thanks for pointing that out, Chris. I've uh, certainly got a finger out Friday night of the three. But hey, well, can't have a vote. Aye. Right, anyway. Bet. Bet. We've already got Declan McManus as a first scorer, so the charity bet courtesy McBookie, we've got £10 on Declan McManus, and I'll have odds uh, on him at some point later in the week I'll tweet it put it on the forum uh, but what about actual games now Celtic at home to Partick Thistle on Wednesday night jumps out yeah. but that's midweek we tend to avoid weekend. that yeah. we, uh, we tend to stick to the weekend games <sighs> what jumps there's out not, the there's weekend? nothing in the SPL next weekend I think you would even want to be touching I think Aye. far too many, even, even Ross County, I would be rinsed with. First division. I tell you what, Cowden beats Livingston's a cracking thing. I don't want to touch it with a, a, a better, Aye, but that's, that's, a, that's a biggie for Livingston after their, their cup win. Obviously, Hibs Hearts, Queen of the South, Falkirk, there's some cracking games in the Championship, but nothing I'd yes. like to bet on. No, Rangers are on a, a run before. 35. Uh, 
champions. <laughs> champions of League One. Aye. Four uh, for Big game, Morton. I'm, I'm thinking we should double up Morton, to be honest. Yeah, aye, Morton. Queen's Park at Ompey Annan, 8-13. See if we're going to um, with Morton, yep. I, I think we should throw in Rangers. Because, see with uh, Jig missing, I think that could be a, a, a good move for us. And my, my uh, the most handsome man in Scottish football is coming back into the side, Mosney. Like <laughs> I'm definitely no putting it in Rangers. <laughs> how about, how about Strand and Arat on Fairland? 13 to 10, right. Ooh, so then. That's a, that's a nice one. And Strand is a good shot. It's not really good enough in terms of returns. It's only £32.20, which we don't get a steak oh, bags. Strand and Martin in Queen's Park. Oh, I forgot about Queen's Park. Queen's yeah. Park. Come on. Wait then, how, eh? £52, £2. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah, go with that. That's, Let's go with that. I was too busy thinking there wasn't there. <laughs> that's enough to put you up in, isn't it? <laughs> People use that as a technique. No, let's not go down that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the last one, but I did shout out, you handsome devil. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so. Yes. Aye. Right, Queen's Park Morton, Strunrar. £10 returns, £52 and two pence at McBookie. That's it. Keeping it simple, keeping it sensible. And McManus, the, the two bets will come in to take us over the, the line. Oh, yeah. Either one of them should, should take us over that for on a pound mark. Yeah, Ideally, we get both, though. Aye. Now, a reminder that it was £411 last season. So, we can beat that. That's the real milestone that we need to beat, but I think we can do that. I think it's possible. Aye. It's interesting, I'm looking back at uh, the, the first scorers that we picked last season and how we've, we've ditched them. John Daly. Oh, nice. <laughs> John Daly. <laughs> he even still a thing. Remember him? Oh, he's disappeared. Uh, Rory <laughs> McAllister. We had him twice. Uh, Michael Moffat. We had him. We had uh, Rory Loy. In fact, Rory McAllister was three times. Ah, it's, sure. it's interesting that how how we've switched uh, allegiances to Longworth and McManus. Well, we've uh, gone with the form, guys. That's what it is. Can't keep the form going forever. So scored twice, which is is good. Uh, well, he scored more than twice, but he's, he's won the bet for <laughs> us twice. Uh, Jamie Longworth twice. Uh, aye. Anyway, right. I think that's us. Aye, that's more than enough. Right, well thanks to two of you for, for coming on a special Easter Mon- Monday podcast. Uh, there's nothing religious about the podcast, which is good. <laughs> Keeps things football and golf, the golf section earlier, obviously. Um, anything else you just want to discuss? Do we want to explain the dog thing for the start of the podcast? I think, I think we should, because it did kind of just brush past <laughs> that we were... Aye, aye. Uh, there might be an appearance. Uh, regular listeners of the podcast will remember Wendy, the cat, appeared <laughs> ah, on the, the podcast. Well, oh, Wendy's away in Cat of Heaven. I don't mean to bring the podcast down in such a negative <laughs> way, but there may be a doggy visitor. <laughs> with A doggy visitor? Be careful what you're saying here. <laughs> I'm still thinking a name for it. 
so uh, Greg or Chris or, or aye, Craig, definitely. they're all good dog names. So, aye. Right, anyway, <laughs> that's my exciting Easter weekend done. Right, thanks for two years for coming on, and no thanks to John for not coming on. So, aye. Too, no, too no, didn't even get an excuse last week. No, he didn't, he just said he's not coming on. I'm going to opt out this week. Aye, I'll opt him out. <laughs> right, I, I, just, just like his team opted out, it's gone. Aye. Aye. Right, well thanks again, thanks for listening If you've managed to listen right to the end I appreciate that because there's a lot of nonsense Goes on it, especially at the end And the start and the middle So I appreciate that Right, <laughs> thanks And speak to you next week Yep, cheers See you later Bye